0: And a very good Friday evening, everybody. Joe Beningo back with you again. The Oh The Pain Podcast. Friday, September 2nd. Oh, my God. It's September already. 2022 to Joe Beningo O oh, The Pain Podcast. Of course, brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. Remember, everybody, a week from today, our next live broadcast at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Of course, by Anita Discount Tire in Rivervale, New Jersey. And, of course, we welcome back our friends From DraftKings, who will will be with us throughout the uh, upcoming football season, uh, the NFL season, really less than a week away, as it will all get underway uh, this coming Thursday. Great game. The Buffalo Bills in L.A. to play the world champion, L.A. Rams, and uh, we'll be getting into all of that as we close in on the NFL season. You know, you know what I want? I got to start today with this. I have this. How about this? So all summer long, I, really, is there more of a disaster of a franchise? Let's start with this. Is there more of a disaster of a franchise in professional sports than the New York Knickerbockers? I mean, what a freaking disaster they are. You know, we think the Jets are bad and the Jets are terrible, but the Knicks... They make the Jets look like they're the St. Louis Cardinals in baseball, right? They do. They make them look like they're the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Patriots, right? I mean, it's unbelievable. They're so. They're, is there a worse franchise in the sport? So all are in the – not just in the sport, in professional sports in the country. Probably not. All summer long, what have we heard for months now? For months. Uh, Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks. Donovan Mitchell going from Utah to the Knicks. What's going to be the package? The Knicks just re-signed. They signed RJ Barrett to a four-year deal. What does that mean? Does that mean Barrett's untouchable? Does that mean they refuse to trade him to the Utah Jazz as part of the Mitchell deal? Would they trade him Obi Toppin, Emmanuel quickly? How about draft choices? On that's all we heard all summer, right? Mitchell coming to the Knicks. His father, they're from New York. His father worked for the Mets. Oh, my God. He's a big Met fan. He's been at City Field. All of this. That's all we heard. I "I, got to drink coffee because I don't have any liquor here right right now. (laughs) That's all we freaking heard all summer. So what happened yesterday? Mitchell gets traded to the Cavaliers. Of course. (laughs) Of course he does. Was there anybody out there, any Knicks fan, anybody in the NBA, anybody that actually, for a freaking second, thought the Knicks were going to land Donovan Mitchell? Is there anybody out there? Tell me who that is. What a disgrace! How how many how many years have we heard about the next oh, the next great play? He's coming to the Knicks. LeBron, he's a free agent. <laughs> the decision he's coming to new york the decision's in connecticut it's in nick area he must be coming to the knicks <laughs> goes to miami then of course kevin durant oh durant oh the knicks gonna get Durant. oh he wants to come play for play at the guard <laughs> <laughs> durant goes to brooklyn and, and, and thank god he did couldn't be how, how that's working out right okay and then, I mean, there's others, too. I mean, I, we, I, I can't even, you know, I, I forget. There's been so many guys that were coming to the Knicks. And now the latest one, Donovan Mitchell, and he gets traded to the Cavaliers. Oh, my God. What a disaster. I just, I'm just, it, it really, it, it makes me laugh. So the Cavs get three players. I want I You know, nobody that's, you know, making you crazy. But they get three play uh, in the deal. They get three players. Not the Cavs, Utah. They get three players in the deal. And they get three unprotected first-round draft choices in 25, 27, and 29. Unprotected. And they also get swap rights in 26 and 28 where they can, you know, the uh, the uh, uh, Jazz have the right to switch draft choices with Cleveland. Wow. Well, sayonara, Donovan Mitchell. You know, the only way, let's be honest, nobody – wants, first of all, it doesn't seem like anybody wants to deal with the Knicks, unless they're going to completely fleece them. And I, I got to tell you, I, I, I'm good with I, don't, I didn't want to see the Knicks trade Barrett. Did you? I don't want to see him trade Toppin or Quickly or any more draft choices. Why? No. I mean, Mitchell's a really good player. Is he putting them over the top? You know, I guess you put him with, with uh, Brunson and maybe, you know, uh, that gives you something to, to get excited about a little bit. Jalen Brunson who they signed, but come on. I, I just – it's its such a joke. You know, we've heard this going on and for years. Who's the next big guy the Knicks are going to get? Oh, the Knicks are going to – nobody wants to come and play for the Knicks at the guard. Now, maybe Mitchell wanted to come here. I don't know. I'm not sure if he had a no, no trade clause. I'm not sure what the deal was at all. But I, I'm, I'm – really, I got to tell you, I'm uh, not, not surprised. And, and if you're a Knicks fan, you cannot be surprised that Mitchell winds up going somewhere else. You just can't be surprised. And the beat goes on with the New York Knickerbockers under Jim Dolan. They continue to be at the very, very bottom of the list. When you talk about the, you know, the best franchises, we'll call it the best franchise in professional sports in in this country, the Knicks are at the very bottom. That's how bad they are. That's how much of a joke they are. Oh, my God. The Jim Dolan Knicks. Uh I'm taking my sweatshirt off because I'm I'm hot down here. It's actually hot down here, so I'm a little too. Yeah, I'm taking it off. I got all my mech gear on. I got my Cespedes T-shirt on. For those who care, I'm sure you don't. I mean, I, you know, why would you care what I got on? I could be doing the show naked and you wouldn't care. You can't see me anyway. And Believe me, nobody wants to see me naked. I got the guy. It's a short list of those people. There might be a few, but, you know. Outside of my wife, there might be a few people that want to see me naked. But let me tell you right now, I wouldn't want to see them naked. But anyway, so I just I had to, I had to take my uh, my sweatshirt off. Let me get a little more coffee here. Right, one more, right? What is this again? What was, uh, Maxwell House? That's right. Good Maxwell to the House. good to the last drop. I I only buy it every week. I you know. So so much for Donovan Mitchell to the Knicks. What a freaking disaster! Who's the next guy? Who's the next guy the Knicks are trading for? Who's that? Who's it gonna be? Tell me. Who is the next big name? That the Knicks are going to go after, right? Come up with. So I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know where they're going. To. It isn't going to be Durant. It isn't going to be LeBron, right? It isn't going to be Kyrie Irving, right? Who Who's the next big guy? Trey Young. Maybe Knicks are going to go after Trey Young from Atlanta. You know, he's the latest villain at the Garden. But uh, whatever. Who knows? Anyway, so much for that. All right, Joe Beningo with the Yoda Paint Podcast. Um, let me. Before we get to my sponsors, I will. I'll bring the sponsors in now. I'll bring the Hackensack Brewing Company in now, because as I mentioned earlier, a week from tonight, we will be doing our next live broadcast from the Hackensack Brewing Company. Played with the great Mike Jones. We played golf with Mike Jones on Tuesday at the Paramus Golf Course. I'll tell you one thing about Jones. For a guy that does not play a lot of golf, he's not too bad. He really isn't. So uh enjoyed playing with Mike. I actually played well that day too shockingly, so but uh, whatever. Anyway, you know the deal. Uh, it's coming up this Friday. John Jastrzemski will be with me. Brian Costello who covers the Jets for the Post to be with me. We'll do some picks. we'll have you know we'll have the audience do picks as we get ready for the first full weekend of NFL football. And you know the deal with the with the um, Brewing Company. It's uh, 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Hackensack. You know that. Uh, the tap room's open 4.30 to 10, Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. As I always say, go check out the tombstone of this woman who is still alive, and on the bottom of the tombstone, it says, I'm dead, now what? <laughs> it's tremendous. <laughs> I got to talk to Jones about getting my own tombstone while I'm still still on here like it's still you know i'm still alive to enjoy it so um we'll work on that but check us out next friday live from the hackensack brewing company all right the mets you got to be pumped up you're a met fan today they take two out of three uh against the best team in baseball the la dodgers they beat them five to three yesterday behind uh chris bassett who continues to be a very very underrated starter for the mets he got his 12th win of the season six solid innings, and in the bullpen. And I want to get into the bullpen a little bit because we have, uh, certainly I have, maligned this bullpen to the to, to the ends of the earth. We talk about the biggest problems the Mets have. I think it's universal that it's the bridge from whoever the starting pitcher is to Edwin Diaz, who's just had a brilliant year. I mean, we, we all know the, the great year that Diaz has had. But I think we got it. certainly the last two days, we got to give some. We got to give some praise to the bullpen, to the guys not named Edwin Diaz. Two days ago, when the Mets won two to one behind seven very terrific innings by Jacob Degrom, and then of course that unbelievable catch by Brandon Nimmo, one of the greatest catches you're ever going to see, to rob uh, Justin Turner. I can't stand Justin Turner. <laughs> to rob Justin Turner of a home run, he actually goes over the fence to pull it back. It's the only time I've ever seen Degrom show any kind of emotion at all. He actually showed a pulse. Put his hands up in the air, tipped his cap. He doesn't tip his cap to the fans ever, but he tipped his cap to Nimmo for saving the, uh, for uh, pulling that ball back and saving a home run there. And the Mets won that game two to one. But what gets lost in the shuffle of that game is the seven innings that DeGrom pitched and giving up just the one run. He gave up a home run to Mookie Betts. But how about the clean eighth inning that Adam Adevino pitched in that game? We forget about it. He had a 1-2-3 eighth inning, a stressless eighth inning in that game. And then Edwin Diaz came in and took took care of business 1-2-3 to close it out. That was the game they won 2-1, to one, the second game of the series, after they lost that first game. Very, very tough 4-3 to three loss in the first game of the series. As again, I hit the chock full of nuts. It's the heavenly coffee. Remember, better coffee a millionaire's money can't buy, just to keep you, <laughs> let you know that. Maybe they should be a sponsor, right? God knows you're paying off for the freaking coffee. Anyway, got to give Adovino some props with that. That got lost in the shuffle. You know, with DeGrom, the two-run home run by Marte in that game, the great catch by Nimmo, you know, Diaz closing it out. And we forgot about the eighth inning, a clean eighth inning from Adam that was That was game two of the series. The Mets won two to one. And then last night, or yesterday afternoon, they went 5-3. And how about the job the bullpen did in this game? Right? Six innings from Bassett. He gave up two runs uh, in the six innings and won his 12th game. Bassett's been phenomenal. You know, everybody talks about Scherzer and DeGrom, DeGrom and Scherzer and all of that. Chris Bassett's been outstanding. He's given you 100-plus pitches every time out. Really, really been an underrated guy in this rotation. A terrific third starter, no doubt about it. Probably even more than a third starter on other teams. But be that as it may. So the Mets are up in the game. And so Bassett comes out, 100-and-something pitches after six innings. Uh, The Mets take the lead 3-2. to Lindor had a big game yesterday. It's a big double to tie the game. And then uh, after uh, Marte had legged out what looked like a a routine ground ball to second, Gavin Lux kind of, you know, lollygagged it a little bit. Marte beats it out. And then Lindor doubles to the right center field alley. And uh, Marte scores all the way from first base to tie the game at 2-2. Lindor then promptly steals third. Darren Ruff, Buck leaves Ruff in the game because he was going to pitch hit Vogel back, but saw that the lefty was coming in. He says, I'm going to stay with Ruff. Ruff, after a terrific at-bat, hits a long fly ball to the wall in left field to to drive Lindor in. And uh, as I said, Lindor with that double, that huge stolen uh, huge uh, stolen base of third. Terrific. Sets up the lead at 3-2. to two. The Mets go on to win the game 5-3, but what I'm getting to is the great play, uh, the pitching of the bullpen. They get a clean, after he walks the leadoff guy in the seventh inning, Trevor May gets out of it without any damage. And then Buck, the Mets tack on a couple runs. So the game goes from 3-2 to a 5-2 game. So now they got a three-run lead. Buck had Edwin Diaz up to pitch in the eighth inning because the Dodgers got their big hitters are coming up. Freddie Freeman, Matt Muncy, you know, Max Muncy, You know, these guys are coming up. I forget who the hitter after that was. Oh, Will Smith was the other one to catch it. So they got the the big hitters coming up. So Buck says, you know, know, I'm going to go to Diaz. Now, at the time, it was only a one-run lead. The Mets tack on a couple runs. So Buck kind of sits Diaz down for Lugo, then gets Diaz back up. Anyway, bottom line, he brings in Diaz for the eighth inning, and Diaz does give up a run. He gets out of it with the Mets still leading 5-3, but two bombs – that were hit to the wall that just missed being home runs again, one by Justin Turner caught at the uh, uh, fence in center field by, uh, by Nimmo. And then Max Muncy hit one as well uh, to deep right center field. He just missed a three run home run and uh, it was caught at the wall again by Nimmo Muncy had been two for six lifetime against Diaz and both of those hits were home runs. So he just missed a three run home run there. Two long outs, one of them, the second one by Turner, does produce a sacrifice fly. So the game's now 5-3, but Diaz gets out of it. And then who's closing the game with a two-run lead in the ninth inning? I'm almost – I'm, I'm I'm, flipping out. I thought it was going to be Lugo. It's Adam Adovino again, and he gets a clean 1-2-3 inning. How about that? So I got to give some – you know, we have blasted huh? – I mean, right – Every Met fan has been down on the bullpen. Everybody not named Edwin Diaz. Everybody not named Edwin Diaz. We've been all over the guys. we got to give some credit. Let's give some credit to what Trevor May did last night, but specifically Adam Adovino, who really has had a pretty good year. I mean, when you, you know, we all like to get on the pen. You know, everybody, whether it's Adovino, whether it's Trevor May, whether it's Joely Rodriguez, whether it's Seth Lugo, whoever it is outside of Diaz. Well, we got to give some love to Otavino because he came up huge in two big games against the best team in baseball, a clean eighth inning on uh on Wednesday night, and then yesterday afternoon he gets the save in a two run game after Diaz pitches the eighth inning. So we gotta give some love to Otavino, right? I mean, we killed the guy all year. We gotta we gotta give him some praise against the best team in baseball. Unbelievable. Two out of three for the Mets here. You got to be happy. The Braves, they took two out of three. Look, the fact that the Rockies won one game from Atlanta in their three-game series, you got to be happy about that, right? I mean, you really do So let's give some praise to the bullpen, and let's give some praise to the Rockies. They took a game from the Mets, and at least they did the, did the Mets a favor and took a game from Atlanta as well. So as we sit here getting ready to go into the weekend, the Mets now at 84 and 48, 36 games over 500, still maintaining that three-game lead over the Braves uh with well, how many games left? We got about 30 games left, 31 games left, whatever it is uh left in the season, they got that three-game lead over the Braves. And so you got to be happy. You're a Mets fan right now, you got to be happy, but I can I cannot continue, I cannot emphasize the point enough how the Mets have to win this division if they are going to get to the World Series. You got to avoid that first round. A wild card, two out of three craps, you have to avoid it. One other thing before we um, before we get away from the Mets, who, by the way, now really get into the soft part of their schedule. Three games over the weekend at, at City against the Crummy Nationals. They go to play the Pirates three games in Pittsburgh, Miami after that. I believe they play the Pirates again after It might be Washington first and then the Pirates again after that. Right, The Mets have the easiest schedule left of anybody in baseball, certainly of anybody of the contenders. I think the only team left the Mets have to play is the three games they play in the uh, final week of the season in Atlanta against the Braves, and we can only hope that by the time the Mets get to Atlanta for those three games, they've got this division already wrapped up. We can only hope that that's the case. But uh, two out of three from the Dodgers. Actually won the season series. How about this? The Mets actually won the season series from the Dodgers. They beat them four out of seven. Remember, they split the four games in L.A. after they lost the first two games in L.A., and then they won the the back two, and kind of the same thing here. They lose the first game of this series and win the last two, and I can't remember the last. What year was that? The last time the Mets took a season series from the Dodgers. I mean, the Dodgers have dusted them over the last number of years, so they win the season series four out of seven, and I dare to say... Uh, They probably are the only team in baseball that's uh, won the season series from the Dodgers. I I mean, I could be wrong about that. Maybe we need to look that up. I'm not 100% sure about it. But I think they're the only team all year in baseball that won the season series from the Dodgers. So I don't know if that means a hill of beans. You know, if they do play him eventually in the the playoffs, in the NLCS, let's say. uh, I don't think it means a lot. Don't forget 1988 when the Mets won 100 games, won the NL East. Played the Dodgers eleven times during the regular season, beat them ten out of eleven, and then lost that disastrous NLCS to the Dodgers in seven games in '88. I'm still, I'm still reeling from. It. I can still see Mike Socia's home run off Doc Gooden right now. Oh my god! Woo! So, it doesn't mean much if you won the season series in a regular season, but we'll see what happens going forward. But you got to be happy about that. One thing I'm very concerned about. You got to be a little worried about Pete Alonso right now. Let's be honest about it. Alonzo has not been the same hitter since the All-Star break. I think he had 24 home runs at the All-Star break. He's hit only seven. He's he's been stuck on 31 seemingly forever, 31 and 105 RBIs. He's just not hitting. He's hitting singles right now. I don't think he's had an extra base hit now in his last 11 games. Uh, It's probably – it seems like a month since since he hit a home run. What's going on with him? Is he pressing? What's going on? The Mets need Alonzo. And right now, Pete Alonso's not hitting. Right now, they're getting it from Stalin Monte. They're getting it from Mark Canna. Uh, They got it yesterday from Francisco Lindor. You know, those have really been the guys that have been getting it done. Have been getting it done. Nimo, obviously, the great catch he made. you know, two nights ago to save the Grom. But you're not getting it right now from Pete Alonso. I'm a little worried about him. Maybe you know he looks tired. He certainly looks like he's pressing. You know, he's 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 reaching for that pitch outside. You know, the Dodgers kept throwing up and in, up and in fastballs on him, and he couldn't, he he couldn't touch it. The Mets need Alonzo. Maybe Buck's gotta sit him for a couple days. Maybe you do. You're playing Washington, sit him tonight. Maybe he's tired, just needs a day off, not even a DA. Just sit him. Let Darren Ruff play first base, whatever. Maybe it's time to give Alonzo a, re- a little bit of a rest here. Because he he doesn't look like the same hitter right now. All right. Beningo, the Ode Payne podcast. Again, it is Friday, September 2nd. My birthday is coming up soon. I'm 24. Not that anybody gives a, gives a shit about my birthday. Who cares? You know, Nobody cares. 24 days away from being 69. Just think about that. 60 freaking nine. Like that big number is like right there in my face. You know, that big one, that 7 old number that's like hovering out there. You know, seven, let's be honest. There's no, you're 70 year old, right? I mean, I, I, let's stop. I mean, come on. If you're a seven, that's, you know, you can kind of, you know, when you, when you, you know, when you're 40, you think you're old, believe me, you, where do I sign for 40? When you're 50, you start, nah, 50. no, no, no. Then you hit 60 and you start saying, oh, 60, man, you oh, know, geez, 60, that's a, that's a big number, Right. And then you start to close in on 70, and you say, wait a minute now. No, you know what? <laughs> 70, that's big. I mean, that's you know, you're an old freaking man at 70. I so said, come on. Come on. Just think about it. Just think about all the things you can't do anymore that you used to do. I always say that to people, like, like I got a lot of Eustas, you know? You used to, I used to do this. I used to do that. I used to do this thing. I used to do that. So I got a lot of Eustas. But anyway, my birthday's coming up September 26th. Send what you want to send money. You want to send presents, whatever you want to send, you know, fine. I'm, 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 I'm presents are, are accepted. I'm good with that. You know, I'm all good with presents. You want to give me like a nice Mets shirt, jet Jersey. Don't get me any, jer- no, no, no. Like, don't hand me like a Zach Wilson Jersey. Okay. Don't, don't be doing that. I don't, I don't want that. No, no, no. I'll take care of my own jerseys. I only have three jerseys of, I got a lot of jet jerseys, but I only got three that are quarterbacks. Obviously, Joe Namath, Vinnie Testaverde, and Craig, and Chad Pennington. Those are the only guys I got. That's it. So don't get me. I don't even have Mark Sanchez. I don't have him. I don't have Boomer. I don't have these guys, okay? No Neil O'Donnell jersey. Don't worry. No Browning Nagel. So hold off the Zach Wilson jersey, okay, please, everybody? All right. I'm back. Let's get back to reality here. Back to life. Back to reality. Now, I'm a little... It's early in the morning. I mean, it's not even freaking 7 o'clock. What the hell you want from me here? I got to have a little... Let me have some more coffee here. Let me have some more. My wife's laughing. She thinks it's funny. You think it's easy (laughs) doing this? You think it's easy? Huh? (laughs) Good to the last drop. I need a discount tire. Uh, Let me me again uh, thank my buddy, Harry. My son, Johnny. You know where they are, Westwood Avenue in uh, Rivervale, New Jersey. Go check them out. Anything you need worked on on your car, you need tires, whatever, Johnny and Ari will take care of you. Uh, Go check them out. Tell them Beningo sent you Anita discount tire. And, again, it's in uh, Rivervale, New Jersey on Westwood Avenue. I also, again, want to thank my buddies from DraftKings. Uh, They'll be with us the entire football season. So we we thank them again for uh, being part of the program for the second consecutive year. All right. Beningo. I got to bring the Jets up here for a second, all right? So Denzel Mims makes the cut, right? Denzel Mims and Ashton Davis both make the cut with the Jets. I guess the Jets are still trying to trade Mims, right? I mean, but I said this before. What the hell do you think? You, they? I think they want a fourth-round pick for the guy. Well, who's giving up a fourth-round pick for this guy? You know? Just because he had a big game against the Giants in a meaningless, meaningless preseason game, you know, going against the 15th string defense. And we got to get excited now about this guy. Let's be honest about this. The only reason that Denzel Mims and the incomparable Ashton Davis made the cut is because they were because Joe Douglas doesn't want to admit that his first draft was an absolute bust. From Makai Becton to Denzel Mims to Ashton Davis. They all stink. All of them. It was an absolute waste of a draft. It was a Mike McCagnin draft. It was a John Idzik draft. It was a brutal draft. And that's the only reason Mims and um, Davis is still here. I mean, he's trying to trade Mims. Please, please. You know know what's going to happen with Mims. He'll get traded to another team, and then he'll start pulling his, his act again, you know? Uh, you know, I I can't play today. You know, I got a cough. Uh, you know, whatever it may be, (laughs) he'll be a drop pass waiting to happen, he'll be a penalty waiting to happen. Please let's tell it like it is. And this team, let me tell you right now, this Jet team, I don't want to hear any of this BS. The over under is five and a half. What if this team doesn't win six games? Sal is out. If this team wins six games, Sal is out. I want a winning season, there's no excuse. The players are talking about playoffs. This is a much improved team. I don't care if it's Joe Flacco. I don't care if it's uh, the kid, uh, uh, Smith, their quarterback. I don't care who the hell it is, right? Mike Smith, White, Mike White. I'm. I'm it's too early in the morning. I don't care if it's Flacco, Mike White, uh, Zach Wilson. I don't care who the quarterback is. I want wins. Go beat the Ravens opening day. Go beat the Browns week two without Desha- Deshaun Watson. Please, give me a break. Go beat the crummy Dolphins. Beat the Patriots at least once this year. I want to see, I want a winning season. Don't give me, don't try to sell me 5-12, and 6-11, 7-10, meaningful late season games. Bullshit. I want winning season. Nothing else is acceptable. And if this team doesn't win, only wins five or six games, Sal is out. Out. Enough. He's talking championships. When is that going to be, Robert? When? Give me a break. I'm all upset. I'm disgusted. I really am. One more thing before we go, before we leave. Did you see the article in the Post this week? You know, obviously Aaron Judge, Yankees, who, you know, have now lost three, you know, what is it, two, three out of the last four? They split the four games in Oakland. They lost two out of three to the Angels, throwing the ball. How about the game the other night they lost to the Angels? Garrett Cole's pitching great, and then they make back-to-back errors. Was it LeMayu and uh Kina falefa throwing the freaking ball? No, it was Donaldson. Donaldson threw the ball away. Kinda falefa booted a ground ball to put two runners on, and then Shohei Ohtani deposited one uh, against uh, into the uh, Space Mountain out there in, uh, in uh, Anaheim for a three-run homer. And the the Yankees. And the Giants. I was going to call them the Giants. I was calling them the the, the Yankees. Giants and Yankees. It's early in the morning. And the Yankees lost that game 3-2. Terrible. What's going on with them? They're going to win the division. They're going to obviously make the playoffs. It's going to be all about what they do there. But you got to be a little worried if you're a Yankee fan. But just quickly, this debate about who has – with Aaron Judge sitting at 51 home runs, Who has the real home run record? Okay, whether it's uh, uh, Barry Bonds or Roger Maris. There was a debate in the post between Mike Vaccaro and John Heyman. Of course, Heyman, of course, took the uh, Roger Maris, of course, the steroid guys. Ah, they're the worst people that ever lived. And then Vaccaro went the other way. Even though he doesn't like the steroid guys either, he has to admit that Barry Bonds is the real home run champion with 73. The bottom line is it's Barry Bonds. That's it. Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds. Arguably the greatest hitter I've ever seen. Not the greatest all-around player. That's still Willie Mays, but the, nobody dominated at the plate in my lifetime like Barry Bonds. The home run record for a season in baseball. I don't. I don't give a shit who, how many PEDs anybody did. 73 by Barry Bonds. Not 61. Love Roger Maris. Not 61. 73. Case closed. Don't forget, the powers that be in baseball, they knew what was going on with the steroids. They looked the other way. Baseball came back because of Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa's home run chase in 1998. But now, these guys who saved baseball are vilified, vilified, when the, when the, when the commissioner and everybody knew exactly what was going on. All right, everybody have a great weekend. All the love. Let's go Mets. We'll talk to you Monday. Football's coming fast. See ya.